for tuning in to the Organically Blunt Show, a show dedicated to cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it, including cultivation, business, music, food, and everything in between. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and follow us. The content on this show is strictly for educational purposes only. Some things on this show may be considered harmful to some. Organically Blunt does not endorse any harmful activity. If you're not 18 or older, please exit now. This episode is brought to you by Horticulture Lighting Group. The future of horticulture lighting has arrived. Shop the highest yield generating LED lamps in the world. Real efficiency, real yields, made in the USA. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host, and this afternoon... Not only do I have the opportunity to interview a legend, but somebody who set the path for so many in the cannabis industry to get us where we're at today. And I would like to introduce, and I hope I don't butcher your name, so bear with me here. I think it's pronounced Jorge Cervantes, but you can correct me if I'm Perfect. wrong. Perfect. Okay. Yep. And and with a little bit of culture change from jumping over the pond there, things might sound a little bit different, you know, definitely. Right. right. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm in Spain. I'm in actually right now just south of Barcelona uh, at the beach. It's nice. Nice here. It rained a little bit today. It was kind of windy. The It was white cat. Well, uh, the surf picked up quite a bit. All of this uh, stuff, yeah. So it was really bad weather for me today. It was. Uh, we talked about this earlier about approximately sixty degrees Fahrenheit. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's like really cold. I, I tell you, <laughs> if if it was sixty here today, I would probably be out in a in this hooded t-shirt and a pair of jeans with a pair yep. of tennis shoe, shoes on, walking around. But instead, when we end this today, I get to put on my overalls, my winter jacket, my thermal insulated underclothing, my boots, and go out because I'm always cold. <laughs> so really? I would love to have your weather. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's good. You know, I mean, uh, it, it's really good here. And as much as there's, uh, uh, it's sunny a lot most of the time, it doesn't rain rain tons of uh, this winter has been really mild but on the other side of the coin it doesn't it doesn't uh, kill the the little pest pest insect and pest mite uh, eggs uh, right. you know because there's no hard freeze so it's sure. you know makes it a little more difficult to to keep up with that stuff what's the humidity like if you don't mind me asking uh, yeah humidity boy i have to look i just have an app on my phone uh, right here next to the sea, it's uh, usually a little bit, a uh, little bit higher. It's, I mean, that, it's like seventy-eight percent right now. Wow, which is you know, it's usually a lot of times it's high because like the water's right across the street. And then when I, when I, uh, when I'm in Barcelona, we're approximately I guess about a mile and a half from the sea. So we have a little bit less humidity there. The further out you go, the more, more humidity. Um, sure, sure. 
there's one little finger that sticks out there. It's a small, uh, an island in, uh, down by the port. It's called Barceloneta, uh, where, well, there's a lot of little apartments out there. And, but gosh, that place is really humid because there's water on both sides. Yeah, you know? definitely. So it all depends I, on, there's all these microclimates everywhere. Definitely. Yeah. Kind of like to us in Michigan, you know, we have uh, what we call lake effect because we've got Lake Michigan and it's the greatest, it's the biggest freshwater lake that I know of. And um, it's kind of like living, I guess you'd say on the ocean. We, we don't really have the high tide and low tides or anything like that, but we definitely, you know, you move inland and it's a lot different than being on the coast. It, 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 yeah. You, you definitely get different weather zones there. Oh, yeah. So definitely, you know, and with that being said, you know, I want to ask the first question that a lot of our audience has wanted to ask you. And that is, you know, you just came out with a new book, which I, I'm going to try to share it on the screen here if I can figure well, out how good. to make it work. Um, if you don't mind, I'll share it right now real quick. Yeah, um uh, let's see here. Um, okay. All right. Um, it might show us a few times here, so bear with me, folks. If I can get it to work. There we go. All right. I don't know how well you guys can see it because I can't see you guys, but you came out with a new book called We Grow Cannabis, and it's a free book. That's what makes it totally crazy, you know, yeah. and, then, and this, this is the question we want to ask you, you know, you know, and I'm going to share the link because we're working, which by the way, this episode is, is, is produced and promoted by Seedsman Seeds. And we are so thankful for them to connect you to us so we can have you on the show. So shout out to Seedsman. We thank them for making this opportunity available. And we have your your book right here on the screen. I don't like I said. I don't know if everybody can see okay, it. Okay. Yeah, I, you. Can, I can see. I can see. There's a video of me, and then okay, and then yep. yeah. Down below is this book. The we we grow cannabis. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And this is actually my personal affiliate link. And what it does is it gives everybody in our audience a chance here. You know, as you can see, you can read it for free, guys. And um, you can put your first name and your email and what your priority is in growing. You know, they ask a few questions. There are some term and conditions and you can download the copy of the book. Now, I'm going to close this down for a second, y'all. And um, let's see if I can figure out how to do that. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we're back. All right. So, yes. So my question is, and and this came from a really good friend of mine. He's a geologist and he, he produces soil locally. And he said, can you ask him what has changed since his first book and why it's gone to the digital era more than the printed era? And I was like, sure, I think that's a great question to ask mm -hmm. to kind of op open the light on things, you know. And then I kind of want to make this a two-part question to kind of get the ball rolling. The, sec the second part to the question is, since your first book, what techniques are you still using and what ones have you adapted or changed? Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's see. The first book, you, you know, 
we could only make paper books before. There was no uh, internet before. And that's when my work was real popular because I don't, you know, I, I work quite hard. I find, I find out answers. I write everything down. I'm a, a well, I'm a professional writer. I mean, you know, so I, I keep the audience and keep them entertained and everything. So the thing is with the, uh, going to a digital book from a paper book, it's, uh, it's a lot easier in as much as there's less expenses involved because with a paper book, we were getting them, uh, they're printed in China, you know, that's where you get them uh, really inexpensive printing. Then there's uh, the transport, the, the custom house, everything, you know, the, the paperwork there, they've got to enter the country. Then we got to uh, transport them to a warehouse and then they're warehoused. And the warehouse we had was in, uh, Wisconsin, yeah, that's the main one, ladies with, ladies with Wisconsin. And there's just a lot of, oh, a lot of work involved. And all the expenses went up and people quit buying books, you know, because there's so much uh, free information on the internet. So I thought I could, uh, I would be able to charge for a book. And then I thought, boy, no, that's going to be a little difficult. There's just so much free information out there. And a lot of it's uh, the free information is not very good. You know, there's some, there, there's quite a bit of good information, but you know, somebody's got a grow guide. It's like, okay. Um, I think a lot of those things are dictated, uh, you know, just like into a microphone because the uh, writing horrid and then the graphics are really bad. So what I did is I changed to this digital world, and that meant I had to get a sponsor um, to help pay for stuff. And then I've got uh, a whole program I'm working on with a couple other guys. Um, and, well, actually, yeah, yeah, uh, two, three, or more people now. Um, so that's why. And then also, um, if you go to my site, uh, marijuanagrowing.com or jorge slash cervantes.com, or Raya, yeah, it's a, like a dash, dash, not a slash. Uh, you'll see that I have the sites in both uh, Spanish and English. So it's really easy to put it into Spanish. Uh, we're translating the book right now to to translate to Spanish. It's, um, I don't know, I think it should be done like at the end of this month, then we'll post it on the site. And yeah, and it, it's a huge thing for, you know, I mean, because uh, Latin world is huge. Huge. I, I mean, I spent uh, some time in Colombia. I know, I know Latin America. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mexico as well. I, I graduate university. Well, graduate. Uh, we had a, pro a, a political problem, but we, uh, you know, I go to school and I went to university in Mexico. So I got a lot of Latin friends. You know, uh, one of my guys right now is. Uh, He's uh, from Argentina, Argentino, you know, and then, um, God, I know so many Mexicans and so many, so many Colombians, you know, um, in Chile, Chile, uh, Chile as well, uh, lots of Chile, well, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a huge, huge thing that, and then I'll be able to change languages, you know, add more languages quicker, quicker, and the price is low, and I can get them distributed quickly. 
that's the whole deal, you know, because I look back, I thought, you know, what the heck am I doing? Um, my goal is to teach everybody that will listen how to grow cannabis. <laughs> and so this fits within the parameters of my, my trip. You know, I, I get to do what I want. I continue with the same goal, teach people to grow cannabis. Definitely, definitely, yeah. man. And since then, I mean, since the first book, check this out. I don't know if you guys realize, you don't see this so much in America, but see, you know, I've been out of the country for about a third of my life. Maybe, yeah, about a third. And, uh, you know, I've done books in, uh, well, let's see, I had to get a French publisher for that. But I, books in, in Spanish, French, uh, German, Dutch, Italian, uh, uh, Japanese, and also Russian. Um, eight different languages altogether. Wow. And, and I've also published more than 50 different books. 50 different books. And, and you know, uh, there, there's a lot of different languages there. And in Europe, we don't, it, it's easier with the language because, you know, everybody seems to, I, I'm, I'm, I'm slow. I only have two languages. I only talk two. Uh, one of my partners, he talks six languages. Six languages, yeah. So, see, it's way better to present a book to somebody in their native language because the one that you learned as a child, even though they may speak two or three different languages or four, there's one of them, they're going to know all of the stuff, you know, all of the uh, 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 grammar, for example. Because, see, when you talk six languages or, or you talk more than a couple of languages, you only know your language, you only know grammar in one language. Right. So it's really important to do that. So I'm going to, I'm going to continue with, uh, uh, making foreign language, uh, books too. That's yeah. impressive. You know, you, when I think of that, you know, and this is just from my standard on this side of the world, you know, and I, and I come from a small ag agricultural one blinking stoplight town. So it's very sheltered. So I don't get out to experience all this stuff. And a lot of it's new to me too. So it's like a culture shock. But, you know, is it, it definitely, when we think of people learning different languages, the number one is Spanish um, yeah. for, uh, for us. But when people such as my neighbor, he went into the military and he had to go, he got, um, he got, um, stationed in Afghanistan at one time and he did 18 months over there and, and they taught him the whole language and I was flabbergasted at how fast he picked it up within less than three months he was speaking fluently Afghanistan's and I guess they have two different languages there and I'm like man I can't even I can't even say hello in Spanish how are you guys picking this up so fast no, it's impressive you just have to, it's, it's not really, some people have an aptitude and other people don't uh, yeah. for learning languages. Uh, the way it works is the older you get, the harder it is to learn new languages. But when you're young, if you're exposed to it, like I, I got friends, uh, one friend, his wife, he, his wife's German, he's a Greek, he's from Greece. So his, the one, yeah, all the kids talk uh, five languages. But this kid, by, by, by five years old, he could understand five languages. 
and talk three. And then by six, by seven, he could understand and speak five languages with no accent. None. None. You couldn't tell where the kid was from. And this is, I mean, there's some people are really smart. Okay. They have aptitude for this. Plus, the languages he knew, one was a German based, one was a Greek, Greek based, one was a Latin based, right? So he has uh, not only that, but three different roots. That's way more difficult. Because wow. see, if you learn Spanish, Spanish, for example, and then uh, French, Portuguese, Portuguese is easy, so is Italian. It's, 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 it's quite easy, you know? So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, but there's some really smart or fortunate people. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So let's get back to your book a little bit. I don't want to veer too oh, far uh, yeah. off the subject. Um, I haven't had a chance to formally check it out. I apologize. I, I do 6,500 no miles on the road a month. So it's a Ooh. lot of miles. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah. but but my question is, you know, my book when I came became familiar with across with your techniques, I guess you could put it, um, was the marijuana growers Bible the original to me yeah. anyway, with, with the green green uh, greenish um, yeah, cover. Green cover and everything. Yeah, it was yep. like I've done like five editions. Five yep. different editions. Yeah, and and I I lended it out to a friend that was just getting started in the uh, in the sorry I had a call for a minute in the um in the in the industry I guess you'd say in the growing techniques and I never got it back but I remember the book like it was yesterday because I referenced it so much like I told you when we were talking on the chat about the duct tape on the bottom of the boots and stuff, you know, I don't really know. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, and I use some of them things as crazy as it sounds because I live in a housing co community and as bad as it sounds, I'll hide a few out on what we call national land. And, um, but long story short, you know, a lot of them techniques aren't used as much as they used to be. And, what kind of techniques is your new book covering? You know, like okay. just in a nut nutshell. Okay, so so the new one basically it's um it's it's aimed at, at beginners, and it touches more on indoor growing than outdoor growing. It, it touches a bit on outdoor growing, but mainly it t teaches you how to make clones and seeds, and or seedlings, and grow them either to move into a greenhouse or uh, another grow area indoors or uh, outdoors. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, the funny thing is, is everything's correct. You know, it, it's, I kept it, so it's not over a lot of people's heads because that just gets confusing. It shows that I, I have a big, big vocabulary, but so what? That's, the goal is to communicate information. That's where it's at. Um, yeah, and also I got um, a couple of uh, co-editors or co-authors too, and that helped me uh, quite a bit with the book. And uh, Dr. Gary Yates, he's uh, also a seedsman, and um, yeah, he's great, man. I mean, because I've got you know quite a few doctor friends, but we're close, you know. And if I don't know any, I mean, I'm always asking him stuff. And it's great. I get, I get like a complete honest answer. No bullshit. 
It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's good. I go over uh, seeds, explain every all the differences in seeds. I think there, <coughs> excuse me, there could be a little confusion with some things. People use the wrong terms. They make up stuff. Think it sounds cool, but it's actually confusing. Like <coughs> uh, I've had trouble learning some of the new words, like this lollipopping. <laughs> lollipopping is like okay, lollipop. Um, yeah, all of that. You cut, cut all the plants up from the bottom. That doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, you go into an indoor room, you've just wasted a month, a month, a month of to, to grow that minimum, maybe longer. And people, they say they want to trim it up. Uh, they should be growing and not uh, uh, trimming it. You know, I mean, it should be dense enough. So, right. you know, I mean, yeah. I've seen yeah. tons of rooms that are, that are completely filled out. And, yeah, yeah. And so now, now I'm my older, so uh, I don't have to be, well, when things was all, were, were illegal all the time, you had to be really careful and you had to take care of people. And I know there were a lot of, lot of people that were, well, they didn't have, the client, as you know, uh, the client best interests at heart. And I was a cheerleader for a lot of years, um, you know, which works. I mean, I have no, no regrets and it helped a lot of people and stuff. But now I just don't have to be, um, you know, put up with much stuff uh, because, because I can speak my mind and, and you know, I don't have to protect people so much. Definitely, definitely. But, and there's there's so many new techniques. Sorry to interrupt. You know, with the lollipop and, and everything. And I'm I'm learning a lot of them myself. And I'm like, wow, that's different. You know, definitely. Well, this lollipop stuff has been around. They just changed the name. That's it. And then uh, low st low stress training. Um, we just called that bending. <laughs> And then, and yeah, I mean, you can put, it sounds cool, but I, I, I didn't really understand what they were talking about at first. So I kept reading and talking to these guys, and they talk really fast, like they're saying something important. I said, the fuck? We, we used to just, uh, you know, put in a horizontal trellis, and you bend down to that, and there's several, several basics you got to have covered. You should put your trellis up uh, when, the, when the plants aren't too high. You know, uh, when they don't go through it because you work less. You know, it, it's all really, really practical stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. They make it. They make it uh, really exciting, big name, or I mean, uh, big words, and and uh, still bending to me. And right, yeah, yeah. And they just they just try to re reinvent the wheel, essentially. You know. Yeah, they, yeah. And, no, and, and it's so simple <laughs> because it's it's very simple. You want more sunlight on more plants and everything yep. under the light should be green. It shouldn't be a floor. And that, it's very, very simple. You have that basic concept and uh, you don't need to go buy a bunch of crazy product or anything or, you know, do it some certain special way. As long as you get the basics correct, you're fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that's been uh, changed substantially is, has been those LED lights. Um, 
about three and a half years ago is when that all changed, maybe four years now. Um, they came up with uh, better lights, and uh, there's some incredible companies like Foes, that's F-O-H-S-E, and they've done, um, well, they're just top of the line. Their lamps, their their grow, grow lights are expensive. But there's, there's an incredible amount of misinformation and weird information about the, the LEDs. I, I think it should be all like, you know, keep it to pretty standard stuff. There's a guy, I love this guy. Yeah, is uh, Shane, Shane Tomry from uh, Migro. Migro, he does a lot of videos on lights. And I'll tell you, the guys, I call him up, we talk, you know, I mean, he's a good guy. He's just an honest, straightforward, decent guy. You know, I mean, that's it's great. And he found, he, um, he was an engineer before, and he wasn't really a business guy. So he's got more engineers than, than business guy to him. But uh, I found him, him to have a real good, real good site. Uh, in fact, he also helped me uh, with some of the, well, yeah, with some of the techs. There's a few things I was just having a hell of a time with. And he's an engineer, you know, so he's... Uh, he has a methodical approach and stuff. He was really a good guy. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do like their stuff and everything. Yeah, and yeah, I've been following. They, I guess they got like a podcast of their own going on YouTube here, and I just came across them about a week ago. You know, I followed their brand, but I didn't really like dig too deep because, like you said, it's quite expensive, and Ooh. I knew I knew it wasn't in my budget, so I never, you know full out followed, but a lot of people here in America, and I'm sure even in the UK and other places, I don't know about where you're at, but they follow a guy by the name of Jim Belushi, Belushi Farms. Oh yeah, I know and, him. Yeah, I know who and, he is. Yeah. And, and he uses their lights in his right. greenhouses. Right. And that's how I, that's how I came across it. And I'm like, man, that's gotta be expensive. So I went and looked. And I'm like, yeah, I can't even afford it for my five by five. I'm like, okay, you know, this is great, but the, the, their knowledge and whatever they have engineered into the technology of their lighting is definitely setting a standard out there. And, you know, and I work with another company myself here called Horticulture Lighting Group, HLG. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I saw the ad, yeah. Yep, and, and, and I work with Kind LED, too. I work with a few companies, you know, I'm not exclusive to one brand. I've had brands come to me and ask me to be exclusive, but I like to produce content and show results. So I like the versatility of trying different brands and um, yeah, definitely. But it, it, them guys are, they blow my mind every day. We got, uh, I got a guy coming on next week, Jeremy from build a soil. He's going to come on and talk how to reamend your soil and reuse it because most people, and me included, because I was an outdoor grower, you know, outdoors, you don't dig your sand up out of your plot and change it every year. You just add to it. No. Well, well, indoors, I was throwing it away after I was done every time. And, he, and yeah. he's like, you realize how much money you're throwing away? Yeah. And I'm like, I do, but... I live in an area where I can't just go get it unless it's in a bag. And I don't have time being on the road all the time to 
unfortunately re-amend and mix my whole soil unless it's already measured out for me. So yeah. when, I, when I came across them, he was like, I got a process. I'm going to introduce you to you and we're going to do it to you live with your audience and teach them how to do it on a budget. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know, Great. so I, I'm learning as I go. Just and like I said, you know, in my opinion, I feel like I'm talking to a legend. You know, you're a legend to me. You know, you you set so many people when I when I told them that you guys were coming on when you were coming on. So many people were like, unfortunately, we don't have a very good live show because I think a lot of people miss the reschedule. But the recap will be great. We're, we're on Spotify. We're all over the place. And um, cool. what? What what I'm saying is, you know, when I came across you, I was just like that book was carried around with me, even out in the garden when I was outdoor. I'm like, OK, we got to do this. Wait a minute. What's wrong with this plant? Oh, let me flip to the leaves. OK, you know, and that's that's how, you know, and I put it in, in very what we call layman's terms, you know, because I'm very I'm not technical. I, I'm very small town. And and a lot of people like that because they can relate to me because I don't know how to explain it any other way than how I interpreted it. And your book does, it sets the path, you know, and, and I miss it. I'm picking up another copy of the original because I have oh, a good. bookshelf. I have a bookshelf next to my desk here and it's got all the books on it, you know. It's got all the teaming with microbes and oh Jeff. Yeah, you got Jeff's books. Yep, and all oh, those and cannabis pharmacy and all the fun books. And um, you know, and when we came on with Seedsman, you know, I wanted to work closer with, you know, a lot of the brands they work with. And that's why when they said, Hey, would you be interested? And I said, absolutely. That's an honor, you know, definitely. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about you now, not necessarily sure. the, the book, just kind sure. of have a little fun with it before we let you go for this afternoon. We sure. just crossed sure. the half, half hour mark here. And um, I guess that being said, you know, we kind of want to take it back. Now this is going to be probably, I don't mean to date you, but uh <laughs> Wait, I'm old. I'm old. Hey, I'm getting there too. I'm two years prior of 40 and I can feel it. So, mm. um, but long story short, when and how did you first come across the inception or how did you use cannabis your first time and where did you get it? Oh, yeah. We got, I got some um, uh, Mexican dirt weed in my hometown, <laughs> Ontario, Oregon, back in uh, like the 70s. Yeah. Okay. 70, I graduated high school in 72. So it'd be like 1970, 71. And um, we took a, my dad's uh, tobacco pipes and jumped in the car. And because that's what everybody did, they jumped in the car. They didn't have a place to go anywhere else to go. So, uh, and then we drove around and just smoked it and smoked it, smoked, it, smoked an ounce between four of us. Yeah, and uh, it took forever, and I finally got high, and it was it was great. It was the best feeling I'd ever had. It was nothing like anybody had uh, told me. I mean, they, they said I was going to go straight to heroin, and um, 
I was kind of turned into a murderer and a junk act, or I mean, a junkie, and they were all wrong. And they were, I got this thing about people when they're wrong, you can't trust them. You know, I mean, they actually believe that bullshit. Uh, and they, they, they had no perspective or anything. And so that was really, it really turned me off about everything about what they said about the drug war. It was just all uh, political, political, and um, it's made to control people. And I think we've all seen the results of that. Yeah, so that was like way back in the 70s. <laughs> hey, I, I, I would love to have some of them land race strains from back then, you know, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, no, no, listen, there's four people in there. Two of them are dead. And the one guy, yeah, the other guy lives in uh, Thailand. Yeah, we keep, I, yeah, I've got a lot of old friends like that, you know, but two of them ain't with us anymore. Yeah, definitely. Good morning, Red Sutter, good friend of ours. He he does a lot of organic gardening and he uses right. a lot of a lot of uh, the stuff on his land. He actually just took a, a tree from um, his neighbors that fell on his property and their property, and he inoculated it. And he's trying the the mushroom uh, avenue and Shikakis. it was like an oak tree. And uh, I think he used. As crazy as it, I'd have to go back and look, but if I remember right, I think it was actually an apple tree. I don't know. Okay, because I know that there's certain some some trees I haven't grown. Um, shiitakes, you know, Neville Schumacher, you know, in the, the the seed bank. He's not sure. with us anymore either, any longer either. But he had a bunch of those set up, and they were all oak. I remember they were oak. Yeah. And I, I don't know how they how they did. It's just so damn cold there in <laughs> Eastern Netherlands. They lived, you know. I mean, it was just cold. Yep, it, it's really starting to take. I don't discuss it a lot here, you know, but it is really. Um. Oh, a guy said he didn't get notification on YouTube. Yeah, definitely, guys. If you if you're not subscribed to the channel, you got to click that bell because YouTube has a problem with letting people know. But, you know, we're starting to get some people here. Yep, like he said, it is an apple tree experiment. Yep. And, and you know, it's pretty cool because now that they're selling kits here, and I don't know, I'd have to go back and watch it, but he drilled the holes and he put dowels in and some kind of glue, glue or something. I don't know. It's really cool. But I'm not into that type of stuff. I'm just a flower guy, unfortunately. I'm kind of old school uh just flour. You know, I don't do the dabs. I don't, I don't do concentrate, vape, nothing like that. I was raised by an 80 year old farmer that did everything. We used fish. Like we actually buried the fish, you know, and uh, like I tell everybody, we were very sim simplistic. So to learn a lot of this is cool. It worked. We used to do it when I was, uh, we used to go fishing there, freshwater fish. Yep. I knew buried the carcasses, like, you know, like you learn in the school for the, the Indians did it. Yep. It worked. It worked. Def definitely. You can step around. It's, it's great. Yeah. Definitely. So my next question that's kind of fun, you know, it kind of rolls off that, is once you get high and you're feeling good, everybody tends to get the munchies. Do you have a go-to munchie or a type of munchie that you like? 
that is kind of your favorite? No, no, I don't always, I don't get the munchies so much sometimes, but you know, I've used cannabis, gosh, more than <laughs> half of my life, yep. two thirds of my life. Uh, so I don't get, um, I don't get the, the munchies uh, so much. I do. Yeah, yeah, no, not not so much. I mean, we, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, uh, simple things, chocolate, I like, um, but that's it. No, I, it's not, not like before. Yeah, I'm honest with all my answers. I, I don't know how to do anything else other than to be honest. <laughs> right. Yep. Russ. We got a guest on here, Rusty. You're a little late for the show. We apologize. We know things didn't come through on your end so much. He was asking about what your book is about. He said, is it about growing weed? And, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he has about a half yeah. dozen of them. <laughs> so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. If you go, Rusty, if you go back in the episode after it's done a little bit, he kind of goes over what the book's about, and um, you know he'll he gets a little more in depth. So it's great if you catch the recap, you know. Um, and with that being said, you know we have another question that's kind of um, kind of strims off it, you know. And you've traveled a lot; you've been places I dream of seeing. What is the I guess you'd say the most risky or place? you smoked in that you probably shouldn't have and you were afraid you were going to get caught, but Hey, you did it anyway. I mean, was there anywhere uh, like, like that yeah, for sure. you? Sure. Uh, Japan, Japan, Tokyo. Okay. They wow. had, I spoke, I, I spoke at a, like the world marijuana, uh, March thing. And I was the main big guest there. And I thought, I said, guys, like, you know, this guy's no, let's fucking blaze up. And um, we had to go score it, had to go get it. And it was about, I don't know, maybe as much as your index finger, not, not that much. Not that much, I, you know, and that's all that the whole group had. Just this one piece that they had just had to go score over at the Yakuza land and, or whatever. <laughs> and so I had to go into a toilet an open air toilet with how you had a sentry in front of me and there was another one around the, <laughs> around the corner and um yeah 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 and then everybody had phones and they could talk and that was it i mean that was the worst other places you know where you get clothes i went to i've been to cuba a couple of times and um but we never smoked over there it was just well didn't seem like a good idea right that's um, <laughs> not a good idea but yeah, yeah probably the worst yeah yeah definitely there's definitely some places you know you just look and you're like well i don't think i'm gonna chance that one oh, yeah no. definitely <laughs> yeah but usually it's stuff just forgetting things and getting on the airplane and how you know having to throw it away or something you know because Everybody knows that when you go across the international border, you have no rights. You have absolutely no rights. So you have to do what they tell you to do, and they can search you. They can do everything. So wow. 
that's the most dangerous time. That and then in America is when you're in an automobile because that's when everybody gets arrested. Everybody gets stopped. You're circulating more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. But um, here, here we've got uh, social clubs, they call them. Uh, yeah, it's a social club. So it's, it's like a dispensary. Uh, there's no advertising on the front door. Um, what you have to have, some of them you have to have a friend recommend you to go there. Uh, you give them your data, you know, like your uh, uh, pass, either passport or your NIF or your NIF, your ID cards. It'd be like a social security or something here or there. And um, yeah, it's all, everything's cool. You can go in there, puff out, you can purchase and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So that's a good deal. Um, but it's still kind of like low key. It's, it's tolerated. The big deal is the taxes. There's no tax tax system set up for it. And that's the biggest problem because, you know, when they set up a tax system, that seems to be the most important thing in Europe. Uh, America seems to, you know, be really into police forces for good reason. Uh, but here it's the tax man. So you sort that stuff out and, and everything works. But there's, there's a fair selection. There's nothing like in America. America's got, you know, a huge selection of everything. Edibles. We don't get hardly any edibles here. Uh, we get hash, you know, good hash. From, from Morocco. I love that Moroccan hash. And then uh, isolator, all that stuff, and wax, they build all of that too. But see, it's tolerated here. So you can grow a little bit, but you're not supposed to sell it. So if you sell it, you start running into problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. Kind kind of like that here, but we 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 use a uh, I guess you'd say a bandaid. Um, the word donation. Okay, I'm gonna donate you this sticker, whatever it is. Yep, yep, the sticker that you. Yeah. Yep, and and you're gonna get gifted this ounce, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess that works. So you know, definitely, and. We we do have we do have medical cards and I know Michigan does have what we call now a a consumption lounge, but we are getting more consumption lounge. We're actually having one being built right here in my town. Good. That's um, going to be opening hopefully this spring, and they're putting a restaurant on board. They're putting on um, a concert venue. You can rent it out and do private events and stuff like. It's starting to take shape to where it should be. We cool. do a lot of we, we do a lot of free market events here, and um, on private lands, you're allowed to do okay. that. And um, it's by basically invite only, kind of kind of like your social clubs. But yeah, the social clubs though, and, and too, you're supposed to have yeah, supposed to have documents. They didn't they didn't pay attention to that before. You're supposed to like. Uh, they call it be registered with the city or registered somewhere in Europe, you know? Okay. And yeah. And they don't always let uh, people from the United States in. It depends. I can usually make that work. 
Um, yeah. But it's, um, it's really a good deal to be able to have clubs, and they're all over the place. And it, feed, and it fills, feed, it, uh, feeds uh, a niche, fills a niche. But if you want to know what, what's going on here in Spain with um, uh, cannabis uh, arrests and whatnot, just look up, you, you, it's really easy to search, uh, Guardia Civil uh, Cannabis. Just look up, type in to YouTube, Guardia Civil and Guardia, G-U-A-R-D-I-A, just like it sounds, and Civil is like civil, C-I-V-I-L. Uh, it's the police force, national police force, uh, quasi-military. Uh, they can go to those tactics too. But that, yeah, that's got everything on it. And tons of people from other other countries, especially Central Europe, have moved here to, to Europe or to Spain and are growing pretty good, pretty big time. Um, yeah. A lot of Russian mafia mo uh, money. Um, yeah. R Rusty here says, he said, sounds like they are realizing that the profit should be on the back end in sales tax and preferred businesses and or preferable businesses, sorry, instead of in regulatory fees, inspections, pre-harvest tax, and et cetera. Jesus. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was, I mean it, it, it's so, so bonzo. You can, you can have you, the, the dope you buy there in, in America has usually been sitting for a year. You ain't or, lying. Mm. Yeah, no, and, and it's mm. the way the whole system in Canada is just as bad or worse. Worse. And once it oxidizes, you know, it doesn't have all of the all of the original qualities. And you know, I mean, and then they store it in these, I mean, these horrid uh, warehouses that get hot. They don't take any, you know, there's no chain of custody other than a legal custody to make sure. You know who owns it at which time and who's responsible for it, but uh, as far <laughs> as far oh, it's, as it's terrible, crazy. <laughs> that's going to build the black market. It's going to build the underground market continually, and uh, you know, and then they wonder why people want to break the laws. Well, because they're they're kind of like forced to, you yep. know, just just to go back to where they want to. You know, to have the quality that they're used to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's why I grow my own. You know, I've been to a few of these and we've done some underground, I guess you'd say underground search research. And I, I, I've talked on, on other episodes and you put it right in the perspective. You know, I thought it was just me. But now that I hear it from somebody like you, you know, six months to no. a year, these are that it's been sitting on the shelf. And yeah. I, I checked. I go into these local dispensaries, we call them, and um, it's the same way. And, uh, you know, and I talk about it and it's it's just it blows my mind that I I, I didn't think I was the only one realizing it. But the, the, they, oh, yeah. our, our state it's here, in Mich yes, our state in Michigan just released um, the results for 2022 last week on on cannabis uh, recreational sales profit for the state of Michigan. Okay. And it's approaching $2 billion for last year. Okay. But they wow. said, and, and they said that was great. 
but they said that their biggest competitor, and I had to laugh, was the black market. And I'm thinking, well, well, here you, well, here you got the ounce down to $35, $40 for an ounce. And, and mm -hmm. that's US, USD. And um, you get the bag. You look at the harvest date on the back. It's six months to a year old. You now, now here the standard is a lot different. They don't let you look at what you're really getting. They they go in a back room after you tell them how much right. you want. It's sealed. Everything is sealed. Yep, they weigh it out. You get out to your, your automobile or home or wherever you're at to check what you purchased, and the stuff is yellow. It might have stems in it. It might have seeds in it, and you're like, "Wow, That's I really horrible. just did that." Did that, and then. You know, and I, like I said, I don't know as much as a lot of these other people out there that have been involved in the industry. I'm quite new when it comes to the learning side of things, but I've grown for about six years total myself. And um, then I just heard that they're using, that these places are using radi a form of radiation to what I would call turbo cure and harvest these so that they can produce it fast enough to get it on the shelf and i'm like that's not good for your body <laughs> well i would not want to have to you know definitely you know so yeah i don't i i don't i don't go there no more but after yeah, finding out yeah. that i realized that everything's like six months to a year old i'm like well that explains the price <laughs> yeah yeah it's i don't know it's there's, there's got to be details have got to be worked through all of these things because De uh, definitely, you know, the, uh, and, and as the uh, as the legal market market grows, the illegal market grows as well, and it's uh, the uh, well, usually the the punishment goes down, uh, usually, and uh, yeah, and. and and they don't have task forces. They don't have task forces out there looking for lights and all of that stuff. Now right. they've got some guy with an administrative uh, clipboard, and they come by, and that's worse than the cops because they make you pay money every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we're heading into a winter now. Yeah, let's see what it. Uh, Let's see, see what it brings. See what it brings. Definitely, we're right in the actually, you guys are right in the middle of it. And then you're, uh, yeah. Yeah, so everybody's growing indoors there and stuff. Yep, yep. I unfortunately was outdoor for many years, and now I'm learning the indoor curve. And I've been on the indoor curve for about three years, but I still feel like I'm new to it, a lot of it because yeah. – even though I'm more seasoned than a lot of the people that I'm helping re-educate, not all of them, but some of them, you know, it, it, it's gotten to the point, you know, I know how, how to grow it and grow a quality product, but there's still so much on the table left to be learned. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a sponge for it. I, I just want to absorb as much as I can. And yeah, a couple of people are asking, oh, a new book, huh? How exciting. Definitely a new book, guys. And thanks to Seedsman and and everybody, we are able to offer this to you guys for free at a download. I will put the link in the description at the end, and everybody will get a chance to read his new book. So it'll be great for everyone. Now, 
you know, we have one last question, and then I'll kind of let you fill out any information you want the audience to know before we let you go here. And this last question is kind of, it kind of gives people a chance to think sometimes, but not always. You might know. If you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Huh. Well, yeah, dead or alive, yeah. Uh, boy, uh, probably Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi would be good. Or Desmond Tutu. Probably one of those guys. One, of, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And that's because I, res you know, I respect these guys so much. You know, they're, or Definitely. they were. <laughs> they were yeah. really important. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time this afternoon. Well, it's evening for you. It's afternoon for yeah, me. Well. But um, with that being said, is there anything you want the audience to know or where they can find you? Or sure, sure. is there anything uh, new coming in the future we should keep our eyes open for? Yeah. I got a ton of stuff going on. Um, I'm, I've got, you know, my partners are younger than me, so they've got more energy and stuff, and uh, which is really good. And they're also more adept with uh, digital stuff than me. Um, so right now we're building the website, and as I said earlier, we, we we put it in Spanish already, and now and then we'll make more languages um, as well. But yeah, you can go to my site, uh, Mar Marijuana Growing. That's marijuana with a J, not an H or a G, but a J. Uh, MarijuanaGrowing.com. Or you can go to Jorge Cervantes.com and uh, download my books or download this, uh, this free book. And you can, if you're interested, you can learn a little bit about my. Uh, 40-year history in this industry. <laughs> Man, that's impressive. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And, and you know, maybe um, towards the end of this year or maybe even next year, if you got some time and you, you want to come back on, we'd love to see where things are going for you and what sure. what's going on, you know, just kind of do a recap with you. It would be cool, definitely. You know, it's been an absolute honor having you on the show. And I'm going to put all the information where they can find your book and everything else in the description after we get this produced on YouTube. It goes on Spotify and everything. So we'll put you on a lot of different platforms and you'll be able to be heard around the world. Well, good, good. Thank so, you so much. It's uh, really a honor being here. I hope see, seeing guys like you, uh, Jay. Definitely. It was an absolute push, honor. Push forward, push forward. That's really important. We stay together, we move forward. Definitely. All righty. You have a great yeah. afternoon, sir. Thank you for coming okay. on the Organically Blunt Show. Okay. Have a great Thank afternoon. You. Okay. Thank Tell you. Me. Yep. Bye-bye. Boy. Exit.
You've been listening to The Organically Blunt Show, a cannabis lifestyle podcast that's raw, uncut, and unedited. Thanks for listening to the show. We would like to give thanks to this episode's partners. Grow Strong Industries, the mother brand of Gorilla Grow Tint, Kind LED, and Lotus Nutrients. Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. Seedsman Seeds, a trusted seed bank with over 20 years in the industry. Use coupon code ORGANICALLYBLUNT. 10. Horticulture Lighting Group, HLG, real efficiency, real yields, and made in the USA. Use coupon code organically blunt. Rain Science Grow Bags, one-of-a-kind mesh grow bags that eliminate problems and increase yields. Use coupon code organically blunt. Grove Bags, the best curing solution to save terps. Use coupon code organically blunt. Captain Redbeard Seeds, genetics that are loyal to the soil use coupon code organically blunt humboldt seed company humboldt's original seed use coupon code organically blunt fishhead farms the maker of fish shit the most robust beneficial bacteria on the market use coupon code organically blunt sofim genetics quality genetics at a fair price use coupon code organically blunt green wolf genetics these genetics come from a wolf pack that runs with quality and no bs use coupon code organically blunt utopic essential nutrients discover the truth use coupon code organically blunt stream gardening world leading mycorrhizal fungi dry tents because we all need a place to dry that harvest use coupon code organically blunt if you enjoyed this episode be sure to comment like and subscribe and in the meantime follow us on instagram at organically blunt or on social club at organically blunt you can reach us also via email at organically blunt at gmail.com organically blunt can be found where you listen to podcasts such as iHeartRadio, spotify youtube stitcher anchor.fm and apple podcasts see you next time on the organically blunt show